Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in Coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. We're always excited to have another opportunity to speak with the great George Willie. He has a new book out. It's Armstrong and Getty Extra Large. Because four hours simply isn't enough. This is Armstrong and Getty Extra Large. The new book is American Happiness and Discontents, a collection of reflections on American culture during the most mercurial period in recent American history. Mr. Will, how are you, sir? I'm very well, and you? Uh, just fine and dandy. We're, we're not big fans of hyperbole, and some might think, well, the most mercurial period in recent American history. But it does seem like if, uh, if a culture is a plate-spinning act, and that is a lost art, by the way, plate-spinning. But if, <laughs> if a culture is a plate-spinning act, it feels like every single plate is wobbling. It does. Now, we now have uh, three foreign policy crises coming to a boil over Taiwan, Ukraine, and the Iranian nuclear program, and domestically we're spending money as though we had it, which we don't, and we're at daggers drawn over the most ridiculous, I guess, sanitizing of opinion on college campuses and all the rest. So, yes, it's a time that uh, does not make for cheerfulness this holiday. So it's not just our imagination, because my whole adult life they've always said each election is the most important election in our nation's history. Uh, You know, that whole thing. But um, it definitely does seem, whether the universities or China on the scene or, you know, how many different, the defund the police, all the different things, we're in some weird territory. We are. You just expressed probably the most destructive political slogan of modern times, defund the police, almost reelected uh, Donald Trump, clearly has cost uh, 
a number of uh, House seats and gubernatorial races and all the rest. Uh, and, and you do wonder about the death urge of, of political parties that adopt foolish slogans like that. Well, and it's gone beyond that as long as we're talking about the Justice Department on the, today's radio show. By coincidence, we, we talked about several of the radical left DAs, whether in L.A., San Francisco, Philadelphia, St. Louis, Chicago, the list goes on and on, who are instituting this very, very strange uh, experiment in decriminalizing crime. And the results have been just awful. Yeah, I mean, shoplifting in San Francisco is essentially a misdemeanor, if that, as long as you shoplift only up to $950 worth of merchandise from the very the declining number of Walgreens drugstores that are still open because they keep closing them there because they can't keep products on the shelves. Well, and it goes even beyond that. Michael, I'm, I'm talking to our technical director here. I'm trying to find the clip of uh, George Gascon. Uh, there it is, clip number 34. George, I think you're going to be able to hear this. This is the DA of L.A. County. I am proud of our entire team in the L.A. County District Attorney's Office. We cannot prosecute our way out of social inequalities, income inequalities, the unhoused, the desperation that we have. Since when is that what a DA is supposed to do? That's amazing, isn't it? All kinds of institutions now are branching out to do things they're just not supposed to do. Universities don't educate, they indoctrinate. Newspapers like the New York Times decide it's their job to reframe our understanding of American history. So they come up with the 1619 Project and the preposterous idea that the American Revolution was fought simply to preserve slavery. I mean, it's it's lunacy. Now, you really don't expect a newspaper to be good at American history, and you don't expect uh, universities to be good at uh, indoctrination, although they, they're doing their best to acquire enough in, uh, experience with that. But you d- one does wish people would stay in their lanes, as it were, do what they're paid to do. Or the CDC deciding how long a person can go without paying their rents, for instance. <laughs> exactly. Housing policy from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. It's amazing. Hey, uh, um, while we got you on the line, hit me with a definition of conservatism or conservative. <laughs> a conservative is someone who wants to conserve the American founding, which has three principal tenets. One, there is such a thing as human nature. We're not just creatures that acquire the culture we're situated in. B, therefore, there are some natural rights, that is, rights essential for the flourishing of creatures with our natures. C, therefore, uh, right first come rights and then comes government. So we do not get what we rights from government what we get from government is the protection of our rights and so therefore we want a, a, a balanced government a separation of powers not too strong a presidency and a, a judiciary alert to the government slipping its leash so that uh, government will secure our rights what percentage of the electorate do you guess currently uh, would accept that definition and, and want to promote it well, I, it's an excellent question, because the American people often are ideological conservatives, but operational liberals. They talk like Jeffersonians, that government is best, that governs least and all that, but they want uh, to be governed by Hamiltonians that, w- that will give them all the, the possible benefits. It turns out, surprise, surprise, that free stuff polls well. Huh. Right now you have the uh, uh, Biden administration saying we're going to give everybody free stuff, 
and 98.2% of the American people aren't going to have to pay for it. That is, everyone under uh, earning under $400,000 a year. The Biden administration says we're going to pay for all this by burdening two unpopular minorities, the wealthy and corporations. The, the Biden administration clings to the fiction that corporations pay taxes. Everyone knows they don't. Corporations collect taxes. They p- pass their tax burden on to A, customers and the cost of the goods or services. B, they take it away from resources that otherwise would be available to their employees as compensation, and C, uh, from shareholders' dividends, which include, by the way, vast numbers of Americans through their pension plans that have invested in, in American corporations. We would love to see, and I have a feeling you might agree, we would love to see the basics of business, the basics of economics, and the basics of civics taught in every middle school and high school in America. I think it's it's uh, utterly unwise uh, that we don't do that, and I think we're seeing some of the effects of that absence. I wish every school child in, in America, primary, secondary school, would be sit down and read a short essay called I Pencil, written by Lawrence oh. Reed, uh, many mm-hmm. years ago. Uh, the theme of which is no one can make a pencil. No one can make a pencil. Millions of people are involved in producing that yellow pencil with the uh, little rubber uh, eraser on top and the graphite in the middle. The people who mine the graphite, the lumbermen who grow the trees and, and saw the, send them to the sawmills, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, the sheer complexity of a modern economy is up against the government's fatal conceit, the government's vanity and pride in assuming that it knows enough that it can dispense with markets. What markets are, are information-gathering devices. They send signals of information to us as to what things cost and what things ought to cost, supply, demand, and all that other stuff. Government steps in and says, no, no, we don't know, do, knew that. We need that. We can handle all this by, with all the clever people we have in our bureaucracies. No, they can't, and they make a dreadful mess of it. We have been talking a lot about the... Um the, the various trillion-dollar spending packages that have uh, come out of Congress in the last year, year and a half, and uh, compared it to like when you're on vacation. And when you're on vacation, you buy stuff that you would never normally buy. <laughs> you spend money in a way you never normally would. And we're, we're kind of that way as a country now, where it's like nobody remembers what a trillion dollars means or anything like that. Do you have any concern that we're, we're crossing a point of no return, that you just can't get out of this kind of debt? Everybody knows that there is some point at which... The ratio of publicly held debt to gross national product becomes suffocating and, and, and a huge impediment to economic growth. Now, our publicly held debt is now over 100%. It's larger than our economy. So we're going to find out where that is, and we're going to find out the hard way. The simple axiom of life is this. There are only two ways to fund a government, current taxes and future taxes. So we are piling up future taxes on the unconsenting because unborn future generations from which we're borrowing. Yeah, I know. And that's such an immoral thing to do. I just don't understand why more people don't get that. So amidst all of the uh, the gloom and perhaps doom we're discussing, it's uh, notable the title of your new book is American Happiness and Discontents. Where does your optimism come from when you feel it? What's positive uh, on the scene these days? 
Well, the first is that, that the American people have made wrong turns before, but they've corrected. Winston Churchill, who loved our country as much as he loved his American mother, once said, the American people invariably do the right thing after they have exhausted all the alternatives. <laughs> so we, we, we have a way of, of making life difficult for ourselves, but no one ever got rich betting against the United States. Second, our principles are sound. Ronald Reagan once said, I don't want to go back to the past. I want to go back to the past way of facing the future. Uh, it, the belief in an open, market-driven society rather than a government-centered society. So I think at the end of the day, the Americans uh, have have a national memory of the American founding principles. George Will, the new book is American Happiness and Discontents. I can't wait to curl up with it and a glass of fine California wine. George, always a pleasure. Thanks so much for the time. I was delighted to be with you. Have a good day. <laughs> Terrific. Thanks. If you don't read George Will's columns in the Washington Post, you're uh, you're missing out. He, he often has the best take on whatever the big political story is that's going on at the time. Well, and if, like us, you've felt your attention span shrinking during the 21st century, I love the collections of columns. Because you sit yeah. down, you, you read it, you enjoy it, you contemplate it, then, you know, maybe you put it down for a while. Yeah. I Good don't stuff. know. You know, that whole nobody's ever gotten rich betting against the United States. Of course, that's true up until the point it's not. Which is actually a George Will phrase. <laughs> um it's true up to the point it's not. Then, 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 then we're in a different spot. And yeah. nobody's ever tried this before. Nobody's ever tried running this kind of debt and uh, and seeing how it's going to turn out. Yeah, sports franchises are like countries, except that the timetable is is compressed mightily. Obviously, you're talking about a, a great sports, uh, you know, uh, what do you call it? A dynasty. Maybe four years. Maybe four, five, six years at the out at the, at the outside. And in the midst of it, when it's at its height, you're thinking, how could this possibly end? Right. We have all the pieces. Right. <laughs> and then it does. And, you know, obviously a country can exist over a few centuries. What was I reading about the other day? It was, um, oh, gosh, it had to do with um, with the, the ancient world. Oh, oh it was, it was the, the various uh, periods of the Roman Empire. And at one point, they casually throw out this sentence uh, about and I can't remember what region it was, but it doesn't really matter. It said uh, and and there followed a piece a, a period of relative peace and prosperity that lasted for two hundred and fifty or so years. And I was like, wait a minute, you just yada 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 two hundred and fifty years, the entire length of our uh, being a country. Yeah, damn near. So um, you know, in the uh, the measuring uh, stick of empires, it was a tiny little period. Um, and, and it just it reminds us and again, not to be gloomy or, or like crazy, pessimistic and negative, but it does remind you that if you screw up, you can end your empire. Sure. It is not impossible. No, nope. no. Nope. You know, you, you trade the Bill of Rights, for instance, from the New England Patriots to the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And all of a sudden, uh, America's losing again. To uh, <laughs> you know, I think you follow me. There you go. Extra large. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.